Hey guys, today we're talking to Gordon from the bands No Home and College Radio. I really had fun on this one uh, since this interview. I've actually talked to Gordon fairly often. Um, really cool dude and so stoked that I met him. Uh, in this interview, we're going to talk about uh, the Seattle scene, what's going on with the venues, uh, No Home. Uh, we talk a little college radio. We talk some wrestling. It's super funny. I'm about to end the podcast. And then we just start talking about wrestling and other things. It was a great time. I hope you really enjoy it. Thank you for the support. And y'all have a great day. Thank you so much for joining. Um, I'm super stoked, stoked to talk to you. Uh, just a shout out to Evan real quick from College Radio. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Um, well, uh, first off, man, how, how or when did you know that music was going to play a part of your life? supposedly i would say i mean like two um my pops would uh he had this guitar and he said that uh it's like one of those little toy guitars like a kid would have he said i used to run around with that and i guess that would be like the first quote-unquote moment that i think i knew that it was i don't remember it personally but i would say that that would be the the number one moment hell yeah yeah that's (laughs) badass uh when you were like a kid, do you remember um, any music or like were your parents playing music around you? Were you into music like when you were younger? Oh, heck yeah. Like uh, this goes even back with my uh, my pops too. Uh, so my mom was, a, she was a nurse in the Philippines. And when her and my dad came from the Philippines over here, my dad was in the Air Force. Um, she had to retake school. So when my dad was, uh, he was a cop, he, uh, we would just kind of drive around and he would quiz me on like music. So he'd be like, Hey, what's this band? Obviously it would be a lot of like classic rock. So like Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, um, Clearwater, you know, kind of that range, a lot of Zeppelin, but, uh, music's kind of like really been introduced to me pretty young, actually. Man, that's awesome. So, um, were you born in the Philippines too, or you're born here in the States? I was born in the States. Okay. Awesome. Um, so do you like what inspired you to like pick up an instrument and what was the first instrument you picked up? First instrument would be a guitar, be an acoustic guitar. And then I think uh, it's just the love for music. Like uh, I want to say it's just going to like my first like local show, like basement of a church and just like seeing these groups play when I was in high school and just being like, Oh my gosh, that looks so much fun. Like just the, excitement and just being a fan too it's like before even like because I feel like a lot of uh I hope sometimes we get a little lost in like being a fan over being a musician too sometimes because you get so lost in you know just trying to write and do that um we all started as a fan and just that that moment of just being in that basement like seeing this group and that just that sensation of just like oh my gosh this feels so right and it's so cool like uh yeah <laughs> hell yeah uh so. Where, so were you playing or did you like have aspirations to kind of be in a band before you started going to local shows or is that kind of what drove you to join bands or start bands not really to be honest i like i, I really love just going to the shows it's super fun it was the, honestly the only time that i got to be around people that were like me too because like in a in my high school you know, I had like you know, friends are friends, but a lot of friends don't listen to the same stuff or like dress the same or stuff like that. So it was like the one time that I could actually like, oh, like I fit in. Why not? Um, what what kind of music uh, was that like primarily when you're going to shows? Um, it would be like uh, what I love about it is it would be super mixed. Actually, like you get a metal band with like a ska band with a rock band. And then, uh, you know, like a, a death metal band kind of thing. <laughs> a lot of pop punk, though, still. But uh, very diverse. It was one of those where you just you weren't picky. No one was like, oh, it has to be these bands. It was just the bands that wanted to play, and everyone seemed to have a good time. We were fortunate to have, like, a couple spots, too. Like, at the college, they did some shows. And then just little venues or little theaters that let people throw shows, which was really cool not so much uh later on you couldn't really see those actually yeah gosh the future too (laughs) oh man i know it's pretty wild um 
how how is uh how are your venues doing there in your hometown like we have uh some are doing okay mm-hmm. not a lot are doing the best though i mean just like everybody out there it's just they need people they need to function and thrive to actually like survive and right now we have like a lot of shout out um uh it's a uh, keep music alive and they have them all over there's a keep music alive wa and they're just uh just helping like promote like helping you know push to donate to help the venue stay up um and they've it's really cool is they put up uh on all the venues all over seattle they put up a fake, uh, you know, for sale sign. Like this is going to, you know, where it's like, it looks kind of like a, it's going to be new apartments or something, but it actually says, you know, if you don't help, this is what could happen. And, you know, they're promoting, you know, help save our stages. You know, cause it's, you know, huge staple in every city. I feel like it's just the music scene thrives. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, you know, I'm in San Antonio and Austin's like an hour away and, uh, Austin's kind of oh. the same deal, man, with the condos and six. The, the the dirty dog, man. I, I was super bummed about that. That closed down. Yeah, dude. Uh, Heartbroken. Yeah, dirty dog. I I played there a few times. Did you play there? Oh, a bunch. Like yeah. that, the place was gnarly. Like you could, if if it was a good night, you look out, you're playing, and it could literally be people from the stage, and then you look out because they open up the door windows. The people are standing out there, so it looks like you're just playing in front of like thousands of people. Ridiculous. I crowd surfed once from while playing the bass. I jumped in all the way to the bar side, and then like all the way back. That that's pretty wild. That's pretty impressive. (laughs) Um, Yeah, man. That that's real cool. You know about uh, Austin and whatnot. I guess just to give everyone just a kind of history, like what uh, what are some bands you've been in? So, um, I first started playing bass. The first time I actually played bass was in a band called a subconscious day of reckoning. It's kind of like a deathcore band back in like 2006 for like a show. And then, uh, didn't pick one up until, uh, a band called Moneta. It's like an alt rock group, real fun. Uh, there's a, a thousand mile cover that's pretty popular. They have, um, and then a hardcore band called to the wind. Um, I did the album uh, No More Than This super fun but then I transitioned over to a band called I Declare War for a good chunk of my like professional touring career and then I would say towards the end of that I transferred over to uh, Enterprise Earth and then uh, just decided to kind of like didn't fit too well and came home and uh, joined a group with uh, my friend Craig and Nick and uh, our friend Delrick and it's called No Home so that's the band I'm currently in where I play bass. Yeah. Hell yeah. And uh, a collective, uh, very wide range of music. <laughs> Hell yeah. That, that's, um, that's just super badass to you. Like, so how, how do you go um, about like going from band to band where these just like, uh, like just opportunities to gig to like fill in or was it just like you just felt it was time to kind of move on to a different venture? Uh, they all kind of sort of happened. Yeah. I guess you could say like uh, I was playing guitar in one band when uh, Moneta needed a bass player and uh, just, it just felt like one of those opportunities not to pass up. And uh, with I declare war, it's uh, when I was into the wind, I, I got offered a chance to play in uh, no bragging rights. Uh, love, love those guys. Like go way back with all of them. And uh, I hear they're in the studio, <laughs> but uh, uh, they actually asked if I wanted to join when uh Rick left the band, but I just, I wanted to stick with To The Wind and then obviously ended up doing I Declare War, but my friend Ryan, who ended up uh, taking that spot, was, I think, extremely more perfect for that than I would have been. Oh, man. Killer bass player. Yeah, dude. Uh, Left, lefty bass player. Yeah, I, I played with No Bragging Rights at Dirty Dog um, when, like, one of their tours trying to think of who the other band was because they weren't the headliners they were they were with another band like i played with them at the white rabbit and then at dirty dog like on that same tour both both those venues r.i.p i mean i think yeah, or did they no. bring the white rabbit back so the white rabbit is a it's called the paper tiger now um when it first transitioned it was like 
owned by C3 or like C3 is putting all the shows uh, like C3 from Austin. And so we're getting like some newer music because San Antonio has always been pretty like heavy metal and yeah. and hardcore. So they're bringing in some some bands that like never came here. They always went to Austin. But I think that only lasted uh, a f- couple years. And now the Paper Tiger still exists, but it's nowhere near like as bumping as the rabbit See, was. we did we did we did Paper Tiger when it w- when it was a uh, the Chelsea Green, um, Ice Nine Kills, uh, Enterprise Earth Tour 2017. But like a couple years before that, it was they were tearing it down. It was only like one of the last couple of shows. It was a our uh, headliner, I Declare War, Oceano, uh, Last Ten Seconds Live, Barrier, and Invent Animate. Yeah. And that, that show was wild at the White Rabbit. Um, yeah, man. Like, yeah, RIP. The Paper Tiger, like, at least did the structure, like, justice. Like, I don't know if you remember yeah. the rabbit bathrooms. They're kind of, like, <laughs> they're pretty wild. <laughs> they're not the best. Yeah, but the Paper Tiger redid, like, the bathrooms and made it uh, a little nicer. And, you know, it didn't have, like, the metal or the hole in the wall kind of feel like it's now it's a little more like i don't know established or something it's cleaner but it's still cool it's still cool um man i always have fun in texas yeah man uh so you know right now with no home like how have y'all been um like practicing or are you practicing like what what are you doing during this uh quarantine with with no home it's just writing a lot of writing um we're working on something right now um that people will guess i guess give it maybe the first or second month of of 2021 you'll probably hear something but just definitely a lot of writing um it really sucks because we had a pretty much a i would say a good setup for the full year of this year before everything went to crap and uh like we were literally supposed to leave i would say gosh um it was about two weeks before they really started shutting everything down. So it was like, we had, we pretty much was like, should we leave and see what happens or should we just cancel everything and then just, you know, not even take the chance. And we, we canceled it and didn't take the chance, which is honestly the best thing because everything shut down like a week later, but uh, hopefully in 2022, <laughs> get some stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Um I I'm glad like like I listened to you all like your music it's so good I, I think it's super like uh you know it's real and um like lyrically like it's just it's real real stuff like motivational to you and uh I like that I like that that kind of style of music like I was telling you reminded gave me some no bragging rights uh feels oh, which yeah. like <laughs> I have like a no bragging rights tattoo like I love no bragging rights like uh, heck yeah and my boys will appreciate that too. Like the band is uh, the biggest influence has to be, it would be number one, no break rates, number two counterparts. Hell yeah. Another amazing band. Um, man, I was, I was going and I just got on my train of thought. I'm so sorry. No, you're good, man. Like uh, Craig uh, is just, a, just, the dude is so good at what he does. He was built to, scream and sing and it all as you said it comes from the heart too man like and he's speaking for it's you know the not to sound like cliche but for the underdogs you know it's like you know it's okay to not be okay we're here there's someone that feels the same and we feel the same and it's like you're not alone um yeah man you you definitely (laughs) hit the hit the nail on the head i was going towards like your writing process with with uh no home like how involved are you with writing the music so our last record um pretty much just kind of nick nick and craig had one full song and then from there just kind of like just ideas pre-proed a bunch of stuff uh went in the studio did a bunch of stuff to create the seven songs we ended up doing um I kind of, I'll be honest, I wrote a lot of the bass stuff. I did everything in a day, seven songs, and I, I learned and wrote all the parts for that 
in those like span of that time other than uh swallowing teeth we had had pretty much recorded that one and played that one enough to where like that was like the first real song next to a uh, narrative because they had narrative already written it was originally supposed to go with their previous band called burdens but just always bouncing ideas like always i'll be like, okay nick uh Cause I'm not, I can't play a lot of that crazy stuff on guitar. I'm a pop punk guy, but uh, I can throw a couple of riffs his way and really contains like, Oh, this idea. And then I'll turn it to something. I'm like, Oh man, it sounds a little, but like, dang, that's so cool, dude. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, what, what kind of gear are you using um, when you're playing with no home? So right now I'm using a, uh, it's a 412 powerhouse Mesa cab. And I run that through an axe of, of <laughs> A first edition axe effects where you have to do everything manually but um this is the same i'm using the same tone in everything from enterprise earth so this head I, we got i got it in 2017 because we went strictly di so we stopped bringing cabs and uh oh the di tone in this is ridiculous it's like anytime i was like oh you know like are you okay with just diing i'm like yeah i don't even want to bring it in my cab like if there's enough big enough sound system Oh, it, it just sounds beefy. Like, yeah. and then I throw the uh, dark glass. It's one of the older dark glass uh, BK vibes just for like an overdrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boom. Um, now I've never, I've never got to do the straight up like DIY, DI, uh, like DI setup. When, how did y'all decide to do that? Like, what was your thought process going to that setup? Um for enterprise it was one of those everyone was kind of doing it but we also wanted to save save on space and save on time and we were playing big enough venues on that tour too where it's like you're guaranteed to have a great sound system if if we did need to play through cabs like we we could probably have used somebody's but eh. (laughs) It it was it was different i'll be honest it was very hard transition to begin with but uh, the first time I actually did that was, what was it? like a 20, 2015 for most of the Europe tour we did with Within the Ruins. Okay. Just because it was just like no point to lug down this 810 in these like f- two flights of stairs where it just seems like, I mean, you've seen, you know the memes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like, <laughs> and I, I mean that was a pain in the butt i was so skeptical i was like oh i need my bass there it doesn't feel right i feel fake <laughs> and then uh we had a killer sound guy and uh he made it sound great every night i'm like oh, all right i guess i don't have to do anything it's like <laughs> plug in and go oh yeah that was such a pain <laughs> um, i'm a gear guy i love i love playing out of stuff so it's, it, it's hard it hurts my heart not playing out of something or feeling it, especially being a bass player yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, uh, so you guys use in-ears and like in the in-ears, do you just have like your bass tone louder or is it just kind of like a good mix of everything? Oh, this was just D-I-D-I. We didn't, I think oh, they now like do the in-ears. Monitors. No. Uh, oh, I got you. So was, you just had like the stage monitors to, yeah. to go off of. Instead oh. of having a, which was a little pain in the ass, but I wouldn't. I would love to do in-ears and actually I'm working on that right now for college radio to do, uh, just save my voice. So I don't have to, Hey, keep cranking up that. I need as much as you can that monitor. Okay. Uh, so for college radio, are you, um, are you, how, what's your writing process for college radio? Um, I like to do a lot of the skeletons, I guess you'd call it like, so I'll come up with like a melody, a riff, like, Hey guys, or, what we've been doing lately is uh, we have a drive file and it's like, if you have a song, throw it in there that we can each listen to it, kind of throw our ideas on it and stuff like that. And uh, honestly, we've been writing this whole time, which is really cool. Like, I think uh, me personally, I had like, you know, I could be exaggerating a little bit, but like, you know, about 25, 30 songs and uh, we're just kind of cutting through it, picking the good ones, throwing aside the bad ones and then even evan same thing just keeps writing songs we throw we bounce them back hey how's this idea like a thursday we did the same thing it's like i was playing a riff he's like stop <laughs> i got some I, I have something and then now we have another song so it's pretty sick yeah. we, we got fortunate during this yeah man i mean like face uh, masks were worn too don't worry 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. Safety. Um, that's awesome. So you guys are really using like your technology uh, in oh, this yeah. time. You know, I think that's pretty wild too for bands now like that have that have this like sometimes when I'll practice, I won't even have our drummer and we'll just like I'll just go straight into my interface and I can just play out of our speakers here and like that's it. That's that's practice now. Uh, it's it's pretty sick though that's how me and my guitar player taylor um our lead he uh he'll come over and i I have a i'm trying to get one of these helix stomps set up to where i can i don't even have to bring the axe anymore i just have a pedal board plug straight in boom done but um i'll play through the helix and then i'll have him play through my ipad through my monitors and it's (laughs) he was kind of blown away i was like whoa that actually it's two different tones. It sounds sick and you don't have to be super loud. You don't have to lug gear in. Like we could literally uh, put headphones in cause I can go like the headphone out. Boom. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. wild, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing uh, I noticed about uh, college radio was that you guys like, especially on Facebook, like I see you post so much like on the different pop punk stuff. And uh, I see like, that you're getting your music out there, that people are like engaging, like what, what advice do you have for bands right now and like how to uh, promote themselves, like especially like during this time of, of quarantine and the pandemic? Listen to your peers, um, you know, and help people too. Like uh, we're all a team. It's not a competition. I mean, it might seem like a giant competition in some time or some at some point, but it's not. We're all here to help each other, and that's, like, the fun part about it. It's, like, you know, if you're sharing, make sure you, you know, like, like or comment, share someone else's. Um, but don't get discouraged. Like, be persistent, I guess. But it's just try new things, too, with it. It's uh, We do live in a time where ads are kind of, like, a, a thing, you know, but there are people out there that can help. There are people out there on all those pop punk sites that are super nice and polite and willing to like lend an ear some advice as well but write good music that can that sounds really good i guess i'm gonna say all right good music but uh like you know take time like actually put something towards your music um because that will you know show don't just like oh like this guy's gonna charge this so i'm gonna go this you know like really you know if you know give 20 get 20 give five get five you know it's one of those it's if that makes sense yeah yeah for sure like like invest in yourself basically you know you don't you know don't be you, afraid you know to take chances too yeah, yeah yeah absolutely um so for for no home i see that y'all are part of the dreamer agency heck yeah cameron love me yeah. um so how how do you get involved with with that or with them um i believe craig and cameron actually kind of like knew each other and connected that way as well as uh we work with pinup management with joel and josh and uh i believe there's a connection with all that too so pretty pretty fortunate but dreamers authors dreamer has so many cool bands right now like definitely if you have a chance go check it out especially with a lot of hardcore fans Mm -hmm. farewell is yeah hell yeah um so like, do you have uh, any advice for bands who are looking, like, for management or agencies? Or, like, do you still – what do you think about, like, manage, management agencies versus, like, DIY? If you can DIY, I 100% say DIY. Like, you know, learn because it's going to be crucial when you do need one of those, like a manager or a label or something like that. Um, the fact that you have been able to do it yourself will kind of like really show them that, okay, we can trust them. Cause a lot of labels are in management. It's a, uh, you know, they don't want to, you know, like control everything. They want you to do your thing, you know, but uh, definitely if you do it, do it yourself, like try to get out there. I always say this, take, take your home first too. Like don't try to tour right away. Um, obviously you can't tour wide right away right now anyways but like um really grow your fan base like utilize especially now because you can't tour utilize the internet there's so many tools out there that you can reach 
millions of people that we're still all kind of like getting a hold of, like doing the live streams, um, Q and A's, connecting, listening party. It's really cool. Like uh, I'm really excited for all the holiday like uh, live streams. Like Newfound Glory's doing one. And, yeah, yeah, man. Then yeah, that's badass. I'm stoked for the Newfound Glory one. I'm probably gonna get a sweater and a ticket, and just watch it with my family. Um, yeah, man, I think that's, that's definitely great advice. And, um, just anything like, what, what do you think like agencies, uh, or labels like look for in bands? Um, being able to work well with others. That's like a huge thing. Like you just, you know, working well with others. <laughs> that's, it's, it's <laughs> ginormous. I think it's the, the number one thing being able, being a team player. Cause you know, there's a lot of us out there that have to get along. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think say, that's... Say that and just, I would say that and the ability to, you know, like, be creative, you know, like, I think, I think that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's, that's great <laughs> advice. Um, for Like, absolutely. Um, so what, what do you have going on... Uh, like the future of like no home and college radio, like what are y'all planning to do, you know, in 2021 or after this, whenever this pandemic's over? Just keep doing it. Keep play, keep releasing music, keep writing music. We have, when we have the chance actually go out and start playing music, hopefully the end of 2021, um, we'll get out and play some shows out here, kind of like test the waters. Um, but I'm sure live streams right now too. But touring, EPs, I know College Radio right now, we just released our holiday song and our EP, I Used to Get Messed Up. We are in the midst of writing a lot lot of music right now. So we have, I would say, some fun stuff for 21, at least if we're stuck this way for another full year. You know, at least we'll all won't be too bored. (laughs) Be a little entertained. Same with No Home, too. Like I said, we have stuff. um, We could be filming something in like a week or so. So that's kind of cool. So there's some, some cool little things there with that. But uh, just trying to get there. We need to just get to 22. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I, I definitely feel too like majority of 2021 is going to still be getting things under control. So hopefully the end of the year we can, um, you know, have live shows or whatnot. Uh, so how can, how do you feel people can support um, like your bands or bands in general, like right now during this time? Um, pretty much like you don't have to buy something. It's a uh, sharing, liking, um, pretty much word of mouth is, is just as good as buying a t-shirt. You know, if you are wanting to support and buy, like go actually to the band's like page itself. Um, Cause it's more than likely they're doing it themselves right now, just because of what's going on um like us the same way like uh we have a lot of stuff on Bandcamp. you can uh call it radio you can find it super easy on Bandcamp. we have our uh we have a crew neck and an ep uh little bundle little pre-order up there that's pretty fun uh big cartel has all the no home stuff um you just got to type in no home big cartel but uh it's pretty much just supporting them watching reposting um and just uh kind words (laughs) come out to shows when shows finally happen all that hell yeah uh what are you what are you doing right now to like find new music uh pretty much those pop punk groups like those and a couple like the metal groups i'm part of like there's some really cool new music um i wish there was a little more of like the heavier stuff but there is new like we're starting to get some stuff now but like I'm very, uh, how do they say it? When I was younger, they were like, oh, when you hit like 27, you're just only going to listen to one thing and not new music anymore. And it's oddly true and not true. Cause like all, <laughs> I mean, I listen to Alkaline Trio like all day. Like if Alkaline Trio, if they're on like NoFX, Johnny Cash. I have been into, uh, it's a little, <laughs> a little bit different, but a guy named uh, Charlie Crockett. Okay. It's like a folk kind of like a bluegrass country it, but he was deep johnny cash kind of voice and it's just it's pretty ridiculous but it's good music too like uh, him like nick 13 gosh <laughs> old, old school st- kind of stuff but 
yeah. haven't really been not, not too much new music but just the, the pop punk groups yeah for sure I, how about you how about you where are you finding new oh music? man um spotify i actually found a lot of pop punk, a lot from the pop punk group um spotify like i would just go through like similar artists that's kind of uh i found like goalkeepers shout out to them like once i put out that base to base like that interview (laughs) that's like what spawned like reaching out to more like the pop punk bands and which which has been really cool um but yeah i found them uh but i feel kind of like in the same box too like i'm still listening to to the music i used to luckily some of the like ska bands and stuff like goldfinger just put out new music so there's still like an older band i listen to putting out new music so it's cool um i was waiting because we got mike hair in there too yeah yeah and he he's in texas now i've been trying to ask him like to to do this he's mutuals with a bunch of my friends and he's just leaving me he's not reading my messages so mike mxpx come on um no but uh, yeah based base uh i was waiting for you to mention alkaline trio because evan mentioned that like they're just your favorite band (laughs) yes I mean, you hear it like some of our first stuff. You can really hear. So honestly, that's college radio is going to be like, oh, you know, like I'm done doing the, the deathcore stuff. I'm going <laughs> to do what I want to do. I'm going to do an alkaline trio kind of kind of band. And I, the more I started singing, the more I got my range back. And I, it's hard to sing low as it's, oh my God, it's hard to sing high too. But like, it's easier to sing in like my higher register. So we changed, like, changed a bunch of songs actually, but it's still got a set alkaline trio vibe. There's a new one we just wrote that's very uh, trio-esque. Favorite band. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. So I have to ask, what do you think of Blink with Matt? I love it. <laughs> I feel like I'm like the only one. It's just like when all the people are talking about the MGK stuff, I'm like, I like that too, actually. And I'm, I'm, I can be elitist too, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> if it's good, it's good. But um, I think that... I think that nine is really cool. Um, I did like California, but like nine, you kind of get Matt doing Matt stuff like black rain on that record. It's just so just alkaline trio dark, but he's still having fun. But at the same time, I don't like, I don't know what the heck's going on with, with their live stuff, but they did a show right before everything went to crap. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. (laughs) <laughs> did have you, did you see that where it's like the beginning they're playing it and tom like it's feeling this man yeah. but it's like tom's vocals are coming out of the pa and um you're just kind of like what like i'd be so embarrassed <laughs> yes yes man i like i showed my wife i was like look at this like how do you think that matt skiva feels right now like how do you think he feels with them just using tom like <laughs> backups live that's so I, I, I think someone got fired that night. I, I think that's what happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone lost their job. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, at least wild. No, we saw we saw him. Uh, I saw him when they were out for the California record. When they, I think it was uh, All American Rejects, A Day to Remember, and them. He sounded great. I mean, like for me, it was just very straightforward. Um, in my head, when I first saw it, I was like, wow, this is way better than watching Tom play the guitar. I don't have to hear that weird angels and airwave thing. No offense. I, I love love Tom's voice. I'm more of a boxcar racer guy. <laughs> but, like, and then you kind of go back and you watch Tom play guitar. You're like, actually, oh, Tom's actually really good at guitar. He just got he's so spacey with it. He's, like, doing this. And, you know, Steve was just punk rock playing just the straightforward stuff. So, like, I like them both, though. I have a Blink tattoo and an Alkaline Trio tattoo, so I was pretty stoked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I My theory is that if Tom comes back, I think they keep Skiva in. And oh, yeah. He's the fucking second guitar. Back yeah, ups. it only makes sense to me. I hope that happens. And he can play his songs, too, with them if they want, because it still works, just because now they, all three of them have songs. Yeah. I, I really hope that's the future. <laughs> yeah. Same. That and you bring in, they go on tour and they bring Alkaline Trio as an opener so Matt can play two sets and just be I can just <laughs> yeah <laughs> dream show and then College Radio opens it I would be stoked 
every time Alkaline Trio has ever played, well, they only played here once since we've been a band. I tried so hard, but no. <laughs> um when when you uh try to get on like touring shows do you have any advice for you know newer bands or starting bands trying to get on any uh nationals or touring shows um have a killer little epk like have something like one shop wham bam thank you ma'am with your music some videos past shows live stuff um because you know it kind of shows that hey these guys care these guys actually want to like you know work for something so you know and promote like you know go out when it when it's possible and you're not stuck at home when covid's around like you know go to shows support a band that you haven't seen you know hand out flyers it's it's still okay to hand out flyers yeah most of the time i hand out flyers at people or a flyer or like a, a I'm, oh here like here's a demo cd people are like what's this like when i first we first started the band i was like i would go to shows with a flyer and a cd hey here, here's a song of that like i don't have a thing to play this so like oh things have changed crap <laughs> yeah I, i've been like kicked out of theaters and like malls and stuff for handing out cds oh, or like cool. flyers and stuff uh but yeah that's man. what we had to do on tour man with the cds and mall it'd be like all right so like we're X short on gas. All right, here's this many CDs. Here's this many CDs. If you guys go that way, I sell this many. We should be able to get to the next town. <laughs> yeah, Touring, the DIY days. Yeah, the the struggle. The I'm I've only been on like one like actual. We went like on a two month tour, and um, it was it was wild, but it was like it was super DIY. We didn't really even have ourselves established like in Texas. So we were just going, going for it, you know? So I didn't, uh, ev- all of the memes and all of like the stories, like I just understood it when I got back, like, like sleeping in the now. van, you know, you ate sandwiches for more, like several times a day. What are you guys eating? Cup of noodle again? Oh, oh <laughs> shit. Again. Hey, oh. <laughs> sorry that's cool weird <laughs> yeah man i know that though man like the diy stuff um but then you know if, if you pay your dues some some people some bands get super lucky and like other bands can't get mad about it like you just you got, you're in the right place at the right time you see them all over the place too there's a couple bands that popped up out of nowhere during this pandemic that are getting all this great attention and you know what? They deserve it because they did something right and they were in the right place. So I use that as a, oh, shoot, man, I got to work a little harder. What can I do better? Yeah, absolutely. Motivation, man. Um, <clears throat> if, uh, if like, anyone, anyone can do it. Anyone can do it if you put, like, your mind to it and you put effort and you just, I think confidence, too, like, does a lot. If you sound really confident about you and your music, like, people are like, hell yeah, that's that sounds good. Like, oh, check this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tour, man. Well, when when you can though, touring is fun. Like I said, like I was saying earlier, you know, definitely don't just, you know, like start a band and go on tour. Like, <laughs> but do it when you have the chance. If you have the financial side, or if you don't, like, you just got to go out and do it. I just want to give props to like No Bragging Rights. Those guys like would follow the Warp tour, like, no money. Like they would literally be doing that hustling at malls, hustling. Like, cds at the the shows and they got recognized for it the hard work paid off like that stuff like man that warms my heart and really like it drives me and like that was so cool like the, you know like seeing like groups work hard and it finally pay off and you know that's why we do it yeah freaking freaking miss tour man like yeah. soon soon enough uh get back to it um so how, how can people listen to uh no home and college radio on all the streaming platforms uh spotify um youtube apple music etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. um and it's pretty easy I, I thank god now it's a little bit easier than it was a little bit ago you can actually probably type us in and we actually do pop up now instead of actually digging, especially <laughs> iTunes. I mean, probably not iTunes. You have to dig a little bit. Maybe put a song name and f- like after our name. <laughs> I put college and then radio same for, and, yeah. and then no home though. 
you type in no homo both they'll they'll pop right up like new stuff for that pretty soon hopefully hell yeah and how can people find out more about yourself um just on those sites facebook um (laughs) i don't talk too much about myself i try not to it's always about college radio yeah. Then when No Home puts out something, it'll be always about No Home. Right, what kind of bass do you play, man? Oh, good question. Um, right now I'm using a Fender uh, Mexican like deluxe, like a five bass, uh, jazz bass. Ooh. Yeah. Let's see it. Kind of like this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mine, mine's just a little red, but I picked Ooh. it up because of uh, my band. We did a streetlight uh halloween like cover set which is so ridiculous to it's pretty tight like i don't know why we we even tried it (laughs) but uh yeah we did a street light set and i didn't have a five string so i use that as an excuse to buy a five string (laughs) (laughs) oh man like i had to buy a five string i got a five string because we started playing in a lower tuning and you couldn't do too much like this this one i've had this one forever um this is my uh sterling music band it's an actual music band not one of like the fake ones yeah um this one has been to every tour i've done outside of, of the u.s i've had this bass back when i was damn i've, I've had a hard time getting rid of this thing <laughs> i've like hit people with this i've like it, like I mean, deathcore music, man. The kids you get violent, you go crazy. I've like smashed my head in. I bled all over it. I'm sure so much blood and sweat, but uh, it still plays, still rocks, man. Like a little Nick, I I recorded a a good chunk of the No Home bass, not No Home. I mean, a uh, pardon that to the wind. Uh, no more than this record, I believe, with this bass too. Yeah, so it goes like that far back. It's yeah. a little bit of TLC. Five strings though. Yeah. Here. So let's say is I got I I at one point was endorsed by Legator. Oh, so nice. Oh yeah, looks good. Um, this is another one that's been to mostly every place that I gotta go, just because we played in a heavier tuning. Um, this was a, this and uh, me were in a picture at Nam actually. Oh, I think it was like 2015. I was like a little claim to fame there. Like someone's like, "Hey, there's a picture of you at Nam." I was like, "What?" Damn. Which, because of that picture, I got this because I was trying to get a second bass from them. They weren't getting back to me, and uh, that's back when Adam, like, there's a completely whole new crew works there. I ended up getting a four string from them, Hell so yeah, I could that looks strictly nice. play. And uh, I'll gig this with No Home every once in a while, but uh, this is a fun one. This this has some tone. This yeah. has some balls. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I have a, a bass that my wife got me. It was Ibanez, like, Soundgear, um, like, SR, like, 500 or something. And that one I use, like, for, for uh, like, everything, really. Um, I was in a band called The Lost Project, and we did the tour for two months. So, like, I took that on tour. Uh, I've had... Well, I actually bought my daughter a Sterling Music Man. Oh. You can see, like, back here. She's a uh, she's the white one. Uh, it's like For green. Um, it's like the seafoam green, kind of with the white pit guard. Uh, kind of almost like real. Yeah, yeah, it's real close to <laughs> MXPX. But so um, I got a, I got a Fender that's. Oh, oh, that looks beautiful. I love the, the colorway. Um, yeah, I want to be Tom DeLonge. <laughs> This is a this is the third interview that Fenders came up and like I, I say every time like I was super anti Fender like I I listened to like all the metal bands it's like oh I want a Spectre or, or Warwick or whatever and I ended up buying a like a Player's Choice jazz bass which had like four jazz pickups in it instead of yeah. two and um, it was so badass and then like it makes sense like it makes sense why everyone plays Fender like. It sounds good. They're reliable. Like, I get Especially it. like, um, for like deathcore. I mean, uh, the the record that I jumped in right when they had just done that was I Declare War self title, and I believe they used a red Fender jazz bass. Damn. By like a five string. 
No, it could have been a four. I think it was a four string actually, but it's just because it like played sick. Yeah. Yeah. I played, I don't have it now, but it was a five string Legator. Um, It was one of their Helio bases for the no home record. And I'll be honest, like our buddy Ricky set it up and it was, it played good for a real long time there, but then uh, I sold it so I can get the Fender. So (laughs) yeah, I was a Les Paul guy though too, man. Like I, over fenders i like hey, big Les Paul that's awesome so when i need a little bit of beef yeah i'm just uh I'll stop showing guitars it's a big uh, show no it's not, it's not <laughs> good it's not good i have um somewhere behind me i have a an ibanez rx guitar like with some barbed wire inlays real crazy i traded uh my friend a Spectre. I had a four-string Spectre, not like one of the super like top of the line ones, but it, it's a Spectre. So I traded yeah. for a guitar. So I'm trying to play some more guitar. I'm I'm super like just at pop punk and a little bit of pop punk leads. Like that's where I'm at. I can do like a three-string kind of like crappy sweep, like real dirty. But um, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Well, now's the time to do it because the <laughs> pandemic, man, that's where like the hardest thing in the world that I've always had is chugs when it comes to like like the, the palmies with dun, 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 dun. think of like Foo Fighters all my life. I was, yeah. couldn't for the life of me couldn't freaking do that. That's what I one of the things that I focused so hard on during this pandemic. And now it's like a lot of our stuff because I, you know, a couple of songs I have that recorded, but when you do it live, I, I kind of like don't play it. And I do like a Green Day thing and our lead will play some of the stuff over that and the bass is kind of playing it but now i can actually play it so it's yeah. kind of fun to like oh yeah hell yeah, yeah. but time yeah like, i used to play like a lot of a lot, a lot of like heavy metal on guitar with my buddy matt when i was in like high school like a lot of trivium so like i went from like playing a lot of heavy guitar to no guitar for a really long time because i sang and then just straight to bass so it was like very weird transition <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, I I love Trivium. I I watch like a lot of their streams on Twitch. Like Matt streams like almost <laughs> every sick. day. Uh, and even uh, Paolo, like the bass player, streams. He won't have as many people, so you can like ask him questions, and he'll like respond. I asked him if he play if he knew how to play a ska bass one time, and he was like, "Yeah, like mighty mighty Pawstones." I was like, well, <laughs> "That's tight." <laughs> So uh, yeah, I mean, if you're listening, you like Trivium there on Twitch. Do you, have you tried uh, your hand at Twitch? I am. I'm horrible at video games. Oh, I used to be okay, but like, I have a Switch. I'm a Nintendo guy, I guess. But uh, the Twitch thing is not, I guess, not really up my alley. Yeah, I mean, it can be to, like, a lot of music. I've, I've, I've been... I, we would do the live streams on it, I think. But like, we probably should jump on that. It's been hard to do uh, the the Twitch thing, the TikTok thing. I just that one's been a hard one to try. Like it's every every other time, I'm like I think we might have to get one of those guys. I don't know. I don't want to. Like I just I'm I'm an old fashioned guy. I want to play music. I don't want to like bounce into a new outfit and listen <laughs> to a song. Yeah, but, I mean, if people want to do it, go for it. Yeah, I asked. Uh, I brought this up with Evan. I asked if if y'all had used. Or heard of um and i can't think of the website uh it's one of those websites where you can like submit your music to influencers or submit it to um, submit hub submit hub yeah <laughs> if you if you have tried uh using like a platform like that um we've dabbled a little bit yeah I, we probably it's, it's one of those wanting to probably financially put a little more into it to get a little better but uh i mean there's some pretty cool stuff up there we actually got on a couple playlists recently because of that site so yeah i think there's like push plus too is another one that does some cool stuff yeah i i get those i'm with i use distro kid like when i put out any music so they're always like giving me like myco m-i-c-c-o which helps you like talk to curators or whatever too um just curious to see if if y'all use that because like for me at least i feel this is like a newer type of way to get your music out but still like 
I don't know. You still have to go through someone and they decide if they want to share you or not. (laughs) It's the the interesting thing is if you can get hype behind something before it coming really out, you're guaranteed to probably get something. I'm still trying to figure out how like um, we were able to get untitled on like an actual Spotify curated playlist. And it did us, it was awesome. It it was killer. Um, but then, you know, the fluctuations in trying to do everything to get, well, crap, our um, playlist, like, you know, listeners are, is huge, but the actual listeners on the page isn't and trying to even everything out. And like I said, like a lot of those sites, there's a lot of killer uh, ad management groups that can kind of give you ideas of like, hey, you know, you know, if you're spending this on this, make sure you're looking at all these factors and, you know, you kind of, how can I say, it's a, it's pretty difficult and not difficult if that makes sense. It's like, you know, you have to go in and check the numbers, check that, but uh, it pays off in the end. And I know it's kind of the world we live in right now. We're, we're doing our own marketing. It's instead of paying someone, we kind of pay somebody, but um, we're now the, we're now the labels. Like I said, you know, using distro kid, we're now the label putting out our stuff. Like uh, our label third string, they use uh TuneCore, which is another killer one too. And then if we do like singles and stuff on our side, we use, I use DistroKid and they have killer stuff on DistroKid. A lot of stuff that really helped, made things a lot easier. Yeah. Same with TuneCore too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have buddies that use TuneCore. Um, I guess, in, so since we're, we're on this, like, do you have advice for bands like on if they think they should focus on like ads right now? Or like, when do you think is the time to focus on this stuff like is being on a spotify playlist uh like a major goal i mean if if you can generate plays without well you don't need to but it's it it should be as i hate to say it it shouldn't be but it should be i i guess um i'll start with that like let's go back to the ads real quick like with the ads i would say um if you have something like awesome you know if you have something to release you know like an ep a new single uh video um an announcement these are ways to utilize those tools because you know you're not just like oh i'm gonna just push my my recent posts like hey what's up everybody i'm gonna you know like make that an ad you know you can do that if you want to get engagement but like you know people want send them somewhere one-stop shop simple and easy don't make them have to jump through hoops put in this and that you know they want to go send them straight to where you want to send them, which is like I said, your video song, whatever. And, uh, you know, utilize it then, but, uh, there's no need to really do it unless you have something. I feel like I could be completely wrong, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, and then, uh, for the, for the playlists and stuff, like, I mean, they, they do a whole lot. They help. But if you can gather just it's getting getting those followers and those constant fans, you know, it's not I mean not all about the plays, but honestly it's about having the fans and having, you know, the engagement with your fans too. It's like, hey, here's this new thing or and you can engage even more now with the like say Spotify has can the canvas. Um we utilize that with our holiday song. <laughs> Jesus, there's you can make them super fun. And yeah. uh that was very engaging actually. Like we got a lot of people like just the little video clip and, you know, I guess fire really does attract people. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Evan burning himself. We did that a couple of times, both <laughs> me and Taylor at about four or five times of that. We were like, all I taste is Lysol. Yeah. <laughs> we got to oh, stop. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're clean at least. We were. <laughs> Um, we all wore masks too during that. That was actually filmed in my apartment. Like, yeah, <laughs> we were we were pretty loud, but you know, told all the neighbors get heads up. You're gonna hear this Christmas song over and over <laughs> for a couple hours. <laughs> no complaints that, though. That's good. There are uh, your neighbors are supportive. Well, I guess they can't hear us. So <laughs> I, I, I mean, like I believe my girlfriend can hear me, um, but. <laughs> Nobody, which is, I blows my mind. Like I, I belt it when I sing sometimes. It's yeah. Like, just to kind of test it out. But I went door to door when we first moved into this apartment, like, cause it's a little fourplex or fiveplex. Mm-hmm. It's like, Hey, I, I play music. If I'm loud, 
bang on the door or just let me know. And then I would kind of gauge, you know, all right, I can't do it then or that, but no one's done anything. <laughs> so got lucky. That, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, my buddy, uh, John lived like an apartment, not in like a, a duplex or anything like that, like in straight up apartments. And he would just play his guitar so loud and he had a half stack. And I was like, how do you, how does like no one tell you anything? Like, he was just no one complained. No, no one complained. Like, it was it was wild. Yeah. What's well, because guitar now? Like, have you tried to play bass in an apartment? <laughs> oh yeah, just <laughs> shake everything. <laughs> with with I have to play if I play bass, and I'm not playing through my cab. I'm just playing through my monitors. I can't even actually play through my monitors. I have to put on my headphones Damn. because it shakes, and that's what I'm afraid of. Like especially like playing in my old old apartments or like my old house like just through the monitors it would shake yeah i remember uh years ago like uh when i was into the wind in between tours or like shows i would keep my my cab at my grandpa's house i remember turning that on one day we're going to play in the play in this living room here and I, i i about halfway up it i could feel the house shaking i was like uh probably shouldn't do that yeah yeah, maybe <laughs> skip on that. Right now, like, I honestly don't even, I don't have a, a cab anymore. I just use a little combo amp, like a Fender Rumble 500. But, dude, I don't even touch it, like, unless I'm playing. Like, I just now go straight into my DI. interface. Like, I just, I have all the tones I need there, too, you know, so. That one-stop shop. And like you were saying, like, jamming with, with the, the group, you know, all you guys got to plug in. Like, that's essentially what i want to have when i get out of here and i actually get a house for when we do just instrument stuff it's like hey like we can it could be x point at night and we can still crank up and oh, yeah. Nice. yeah man it's it's pretty fun just um i did like a, a newer pop punk song here and just sent it to like my cousin to get it mixed and mastered and stuff so it's cool i still want to get like uh, i always want to get more equipment you know i'm pretty sure you probably feel the same way as oh yeah like musically just give me more and like, just want to learn i it. need a computer that's what I'm, I'm waiting just the whole pandemic hit hard right when i was like oh shit like <laughs> i can't put anything to like record on there i record right now like uh i'm using wasn't showed earlier uh, a spire actually oh and i use this in my ipad and I can record up to eight channels. Like I have eight, eight channels for, per uh, song. I think I can record up to eight different songs or whatever. It could be you yeah. can record whatever on it. It's pretty much the interface. But I can plug the Helix into that. And like we just did a, a, a Green Day cover with our friends Coyote Bread. And um, he sent me the drums and we recorded everything on that. And just had a buddy kind of like mix it a little bit, you know, like fine tune it there. And, yeah. Oh all from home it's so badass like um i i got lucky with my computer i found it on offer up so i was it was one of the sketchy exchanges like is this gonna for real like be a good does this for real work or not i even got it was though it's good yes uh it's an imac and but i did bring it home and it had like a real sus like username like imac one and uh it had uh, a password no on it no question <laughs> yeah it had a password and they didn't tell me the password so uh, i was gonna like i was still able to them. like yeah so i actually worked for like apple support for a little bit so i know how <laughs> to to like unlock a no, computer. yeah but i know uh, who to call yeah yeah let me know i'll help you out but um <laughs> Yeah, I messaged the dude and like he messaged back with the password. So even okay. I had already changed it, but I'm glad that they they got back to me. They you you had to me. double check, make sure. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was, but um, yeah, weird, weird exchange. You, have you had any weird like Craigslist like exchange? I bring this up because Evan told me like a couple of weird stories. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, to be honest. Like I'm very, I get very lucky with Craigslist. Or I think the weirdest one is uh, I got a oh sweet a Martin guitar, acoustic guitar for three hundred. You know, I'm super stoked. I get there and the guy hands me the guitar. And it's one, of, it's a, this... like a beach guitar, uh, and yeah. I'm like, I'm like oh, I knew it was too good to be true. But like, <laughs> the weird part is, is like the guitar itself. 
fits me, which is perfect. I still have the guitar, but yeah. it's small. Yeah. Oh no. It's all good. <laughs> I got you back. Yeah, no, that that uh guitar is nice. My my uh, friend bought a couple like little acoustics like that too for tour. So we didn't have to take up space for like the full size acoustics. Oh, they they work so good. Yeah, they sound they sound great too. Heck yeah! Uh, Start that, fix that. Well, that's all good. I'm seeing you have a little pop collection. Some a little bit. It's a, a little ones that people have given me over the years. So yeah, same. I have. I have a, a little one too. It's it's kind of hiding, but I I don't think I've really even bought any. To just like my mom or something be like, oh, this reminds me of you. Here you go. Here's a pop. <laughs> yeah, I guess something like oh, well, I bought one. Uh. <laughs> um, there's a, a like the old Buffy the Vampire Slayer show. I really like the uh, the gentleman character, <laughs> so I have that. But then there's like a Joey Ramone, Cartman. I got the Cartman because I believe I got something for somebody else. So we got it for like, it was one of the buy one, get one free. And then I like wrestling. So I have a, someone gave me a biggie one for uh, Christmas. Man, I, we can, we can go like another three hours. If you want to talk about wrestling, like I have a money. Well, did, in the, do you watch AEW? I watch. Yeah. Uh, both. Yeah. I don't did, have cable. So like, I just kind of keep up on, social media with everything so you, you heard what happened last week right sting you're talking about sting yeah yeah, uh, yeah. i'm i'm like nerd like i'm a mark I, I read like the dirt sheets and all the all the real like nerdy wrestling stuff so it's like uh try to i got a couple <laughs> hell yeah random thingies that's so badass <laughs> there's um i talked to this dude named chris sanchez on one of my interviews and uh he's like a big wrestling fan like he went to the he goes to like a bunch of the a and e pay-per-views and like flies there and it's it's wild like he's he's a big fan and um i'm more like i guess i'm more wwe but that's just mainly because i had the net the network and it's easier to keep up with since i don't have cable but I have like a Kevin Owens. I have some wrestling stuff. Like that's Kevin Owens signed right there. And um, yeah. my last name's Gerardo, so I have like an Eddie Gerardo and stuff. Um, and we'll, we'll I literally have a, the closet in here actually has like <laughs> it's it's all the wrestling shirts that I have because I collect wrestling shirts too. It's been an up and down <laughs> world for the, my WWE love, but I've been really really into the AEW stuff. But yeah, uh, it's like are the guy that does all pretty much every more more pretty much most of all of uh college radio's designs uh valentine designs by valentine um he he does a lot of uh wrestling tees actually yeah. he's a huge wrestling fan he actually uh if i'm not mistaken he just did a shirt for al snow oh. <laughs> which i'm sure you, you'll remember al snow oh, yeah absolutely man um we have a local wrestling uh just group called heavy metal wrestling and yeah. we played uh I'm in a band called Young Costello. We play like ska music primarily, but they wanted a band. So me and my singer, we played metal before. So we're like, well, we'll be your band for like the wrestling show. And we played everyone's like entrances. We just made up like heavy, just riffs on the spot just so they could come out to you. And that show, uh, Danhausen wrestled. um, And he has like this little kind of gimmick deal where they, they play tequila. He does like the Pee Wee Herman dance, like, and then he just, yeah. And, uh, but normally they play it like over the speakers, but we were there. So we played tequila and, uh, <laughs> like live for that little thing. And then he did his, his little gimmick, like a little, like elbow drop or some shit from, from the, whatever. He was on the bar when we did it. So, oh, it, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it's a, that was super fun just to like, play wrestlers entrances like all random but there's um, some new wrestling leagues out out there if i'm not mistaken I, I know definitely in like the the dallas or the austin area dallas or austin yeah uh yeah wrestling's still pretty big here um that group heavy metal wrestling like they had they were recording 
like in one of our old malls they like rented a spot in the mall somehow and they're doing like live uh shows but they had to kind of they they stopped because of the increase with the pandemic again so it's like yeah it it affects more than like you know just music and all the forms of art like impacted you know we have two uh two like leagues out here one is now kind of diminished but uh, defy is the other one and like you know just to kind of dig in like we actually got to see uh cody rhodes like first match out of the wwe as the american nightmare and it was like really nuts to actually like oh shit there's stardust cody rhodes like literally in a there had to be like 300 people it was wild oh my god <laughs> yeah and then uh shout out to him being able to use Rhodes again yeah man we're gonna go we can go forever we can go forever talking about wrestling um all right gordon i'm gonna let you go though i appreciate all the time that you took out and working with me getting my puppy uh taking her out to the (laughs) back no problem um but cute puppy thanks man it was uh, my daughter's uh, christmas gift so oh yeah so uh and and your guys's gift too (laughs) oh yeah i mean we've been we're the ones doing the work right now so i guess so (laughs) but uh yeah i appreciate it so much man and we definitely have to catch up and do a part two for sure yeah we'll just do a part two and we'll just do wrestling it'd be like we'll just cross out the base to base i'll be wrestling to wrestling hey i'm down for that too i'll bring chris and we'll just have like a big wrestling podcast oh i'm into it all right <laughs> we have uh, some other buddies in another podcast uh high school never ends podcast same thing like towards the end we were like oh you, you like wrestling like oh yeah mm-hmm. we could be here for an hour but yeah. uh i mean i appreciate you having me yeah thank Two you speed, so much base to base base to base all right later man have a good night late late